0: When you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's a N G I.com.
1: Hello everyone. And welcome back to unsolicited advice. I'm Ashley. I'm Taryn. And guess what? We have professional advice for you today. We have a professional guest. Also, October series is officially over, so we will not be scaring you. We will be educating you. So get ready as we get to interview the CEO of Blue Blocks, which you guys have heard if you've been listening to our podcast. We've done ads with them. For all of you out there that are entrepreneurs or want to be
2: entrepreneurs, have dreams, have passions, have goals, um, but aren't really sure like what the next steps are, don't know who to talk to or, or who to connect with. This is probably one of the most educational podcasts yep. I've listened to. And I listen to a lot. This guy has a lot to say and, um, just super informative, super cool. Um, and it's just really interesting hearing about him starting his company from the ground up. So um, so
1: hopefully this encourages you guys. <laughs> I'm all- Let's get it. Obviously, <laughs> obviously I'm excited. I'm gonna, yeah. Let's get into this. Episode, ready, set, go. Well, hello.
3: Hey, how are you guys doing?
2: We're doing, doing great. Guys. What time is it over there?
3: What time is it here? It's eight in the morning. So, and and we're and we are tomorrow. So it's Friday's great. I can uh, I can vouch for that. Friday oh. starts off well. So <laughs> when you wake cool. up it tomorrow, is. it's going to be a
1: baller
2: day. Yeah. <laughs> it is five o'clock here. So oh yeah, sun yeah. is setting.
1: Yeah, Thursday's been, you, you know, whatever.
2: Th- 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 Thursday could end, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with it. I'm ready for Thursday's Friday. Done.
3: We've had enough of that.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we have a, a little surprise for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold, 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 hold on. on. Hold on. Hold on.
1: we got to put our our glasses on
2: (laughs) for the episode for the listeners that
1: that have no idea. We just put on uh, our Blue Blocks glasses glasses. that we wear all the time. What's cool is everyone listening is going to be like, we know exactly what you're talking about because we've talked about these glasses so much. Every single time. But we are fortunate enough to have the CEO here with us. So welcome, Andy, to Unsolicited Advice.
3: (laughs) <laughs> love it. And I so like formal as well, the CEO. Like, I love that. But, uh, right, yeah. right. Um, I'm, I feel like sometimes I'm like pretending to be like the CEO. It's been yeah. such a whirlwind from starting this company up to like where it is now today, as being like one of the world's biggest in, in blue light technology. But yeah, I just see myself as an educator. I, I just love to spread the word and just tell people what it's all about, really, rather than just sort of pushing a product on someone. So yeah, no, I, love, yeah. I love that. Yeah.
2: What a dream to like actually like, have this vision of something, and then here you are now, like, talking to people, interviewing people, and just just constantly promoting this dream that you had, and now seeing its success. That must be just a whirlwind for you.
3: It is, yeah, and it, it, you, you have to pause sometimes and actually just think to yourself, like, just look at the present and be like, wow, look, look what we've achieved here, and, um, you know, we've revolutionized that sort of blue light industry, and we've created products that are not only stylish, but also, like, super backed by science as well for the geeks like me out there that want something (laughs) that actually does work yeah um yeah it's been fantastic and you know we we couldn't have done it without the support of amazing people like yourselves and and your beautiful listeners as well so you know it's just so good and I'm so grateful each day that I'm doing something I love and something that's science related but also something that's super cool and and super current and, and great for people's health so yeah fantastic I love
1: it that's awesome well we want to get into like all the you know science stuff in your process but tell us about you just who is Andy like you were saying you know you still trip out that you're the CEO of this company so like give us a walkthrough of who you are what your life looked like before what are your passions all that kind of stuff
3: yeah brilliant um so I'm I'm British. Um, I grew up in a very small village in the south of England. Um, they have no freeways there. It's just all country lanes and oh thatched roof cottages. I know. So beautiful. not really much opportunity for, for people that are keen on science um, in, in that county, but a beautiful place. And, and I loved it. So um, I went to university. I um, studied there for three years, got my degree. Um, and then I just fell into I don't know, just like the random sort of -of run-of-the-mill job. I I was in recruitment. Um, It was just the first thing I could find. And 13 years later, I was, you know, still in it, still doing well in it and, you know, enjoying it. I didn't hate it, but it just wasn't my passion. And, you know, I guess I was very driven to help people. I've always been, like, passionate about helping people. And one thing that I needed to do about eight years ago was help myself, I became really overweight, really unhealthy. And um, I tried loads of conventional dieting techniques, you know, eat less, move more, none of it worked, i was Mm. just miserable all the time. And, you know, that's what was a real sort of turning point in my philosophies in life where I thought, you know what, I'm going to take matters into my own hands, I'm going to try and learn this stuff directly from the source from the academics, and Mm. I'm going to tailor my own diet and nutrition and and so forth. And I got into shape quite quickly doing that, which was cool. I love so that, that really led me to think critically. Yeah, it's cool. hey. And, um, you know, once I learned how to do that, I thought to myself, well, what else can I improve? And I thought oh, I'm going to improve sleep. And that's what led to, to the company. But a big turning point in my whole life was I became really depressed in, in my job. And, um, you know, the getting up, doing the same thing each day was really frustrating for me mm. to a point where I wanted to go and see a psychiatrist in terms of I was feeling so low. Um, It's very taboo in England. Like the British don't like to talk about their feelings. We're very like closed book. You know, a man should be a man. Hold it in and not say anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a real big deal for me. Um, But one of the things that came out of the sessions was that I really wanted to help people. I really wanted to, um, you know, push against the normal mainstream narrative in health was what came out, and and in all aspects of my life, I kind of didn't like authority. (laughs) <laughs> um so they were just like the best thing you can do is start a company that helps others and you know after that one thing led to another and that's how blue blocks was was founded so i guess that was a real big turning point for me, and, and i always encourage people and you know are you day was was this month or, or late september um and you know that's all about mental health and i think people should always you know try where they can not to be or think of mental health as taboo and, and talk about wow. it. And it's one of the best things I've ever done. Um, and it led me to be here today. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that was put in there as, as, as well, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's who is Andy Mance? I mean, I guess I'm, I'm a very driven individual. i very passionate about, you know, certain things in, in my life. Um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm very caring. I like to give, I like to look after people and, um, yeah, I'm very competitive as well. I I always want to be the best at what I do. And, you know, I played quite high level sport in the UK. And when that finished, it was more in my career and then now in in working um, in in creating blue blocks. So I guess in a nutshell, that's that's really, really me.
1: That's awesome. Well, we love, I mean, a lot of what you said, but yeah, that's one of our biggest pushes too. And when we talk with people is how we need to just normalize emotions and that we all feel things and it's not things to be scared of, but, you know, pursuing counseling or help you need to just kind of get an understanding of where it's coming from and how do we, you know, approach it in a healthy way. So we love that. I really love how you mentioned sleep.
2: like sleeping,
1: like the main thing that
2: changed everything. Cause I feel like the older I get, whether it's stress or health or diet, or even just like good skin, or even just like a productive work day, like it all comes down to like having an actual restful night sleep. Um, and I mean, that's kind of like one of the big pushes of wearing blue light glasses, correct?
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, sleep is, it's something that Harvard Health actually studied quite a lot. And, you know, when you have bad quality sleep, you're leaving yourself open, again, according to Harvard and, and the studies they're doing, to a whole host of, of issues, you know, like sort of diabetes, weight gain, obesity, cardiovascular disease. Um, and, you know, we've, we've looked at diet and nutrition um, and exercise for, for many years, but sleep's always been a really understudied um, area of, or, or pillar of health. And, you know, the the kind of sleep you need isn't just going to bed, closing your eyes and waking up the next day. You need different cycles of sleep. You need deep restorative sleep. Mm -hmm. You need REM sleep, which is where you dream and consolidate memories. And the only way you can get that kind of sleep is by having high levels of something called melatonin, which is our sleep hormone. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that when you read the academic studies on melatonin, it can only be produced in high enough quantities to get that kind of sleep in the absence of blue light after sunset. So you know the way light works is that it triggers certain hormones to be released and suppressed within um, within our bodies, and we all have something in our in our brains called a circadian rhythm, which is like a body clock. It's a little clock system, and it tells the time throughout the day by different light signals.
4: Mm. And
3: this circadian rhythm, this clock system, it evolved millions of years ago in all mammals. So. We have them, the little puppies behind you, they have them. <laughs> um, every creature has their own little clock system. And it just so happens that it's all governed by light signals. So we evolved under the sun. So the different um, light frequencies given out by the sun would tell us, oh, it's daytime, let's um, increase cortisol and dopamine and serotonin. Let's feel happy and alert and awake. But then when the sun set and the red, the red lights came from the campfire and blue light disappeared, then we would drop our stress hormones and release melatonin, which helped us sleep. Mm. But what we're doing now in today's age is that we are no longer living under that same um, uh, same light source. We're now living under artificial alien suns in, you know, the little LEDs that are in our smartphones, in our TVs, in our house lights, in the light that's in our fridge, etc. And that light is telling our ancient circadian rhythm, our clock, that it's daytime when it should be nighttime. So we're not releasing the correct hormones to sleep properly. And that's where blue light glasses come in because they filter out that blue light, which then allows you your, your circadian rhythm to think that it's the correct time of the day, which is nighttime, mm-hmm. you release your melatonin and you can sleep properly.
1: That is... I knew nothing about this. <laughs> so,
2: inter- I feel so like interesting. I, just, I feel like I just walked into like a history class. Yeah. That was incredible. <laughs> um, it, what, What's so interesting is I, so last year I got really into... same thing like diet and exercise this was kind of like my second round of going about it and there is a very uh well-known nutritionist out here who's done celebrities who's done athletes and I met with him and he had all these questions about like my personal life and one of the main things was how I was sleeping and um basically said like whatever you do like whatever diet you're doing whatever exercise you're doing you're you're using like it's only using so much um but if you actually allow yourself to get a full night's sleep, a full restful night's sleep and actually like disconnect from your phone and actually sleep deeply, then you're, you're taking all of the, all of the food that you eat and all of the work that you do in your workout, all that effort, you're like, you're taking it up like 10 notches. So it's, it's like, yes, diets work. Yes. Workouts are good for you. But if you're not allowing your body to like restore itself, then you're not using like your full potential.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more with that. Okay. It all comes down to to hormones, and I always talk about it from a hormonal perspective because light governs hormones. Every every hormone in our body is governed by how light interacts with us, and if we're interacting with the incorrect light, then our hormones are going to be secreted differently, and the way it works with blue light after sunset is that when we expose ourselves to, to those house lights, smartphone, TV, et cetera, we are going to disrupt the melatonin, we're going to sleep poorly. And when we sleep poorly, we actually impair a lot of the hormones that are involved in digestion and partitioning of certain macronutrients. So to put that in basic terms, um, when we get poor quality sleep, our blood glucose levels actually increase, which means that we're more likely to store the food we eat as fat, body fat the next day whereas when you get a good night's sleep your blood glucose levels will normalize which means that the meal you eat meals you eat the next day will be more likely to be used as energy and for repair and for growth so when you actually it's a sort of a knock on effect so when you're exposing yourself to to that artificial light and having bad sleep you're then disrupting all your your hormones which are involved in digestion which actually leads to more weight gain or even plateauing yeah so it's yeah it's it's super interesting when you look at it that way and
4: (laughs) i'm "I'm gonna go to bed in one hour
3: (laughs) yeah it's it's crazy and it's you know you can take it even further i mean it depends how deep um you know we we could talk for hours and hours on this stuff and and you know we've seen studies as well that show that the circadian rhythms are actually governed by you know, governed by light, like I've mentioned, so different light at different times of the day will secrete different hormones. But it turns out there's actually specific times of the day when you should be eating and when you should be not eating. Um, And that all comes down with how an optimal body clock is functioning in so much that in the mornings, for instance, we have more leptin and ghrelin in our bodies, which basically are two hormones that allow us to feel full quicker and not to eat as much food. And those levels of those hormones actually decrease throughout the day. So there's an old adage, um, which I'm sure everyone's heard of, which is eat dinner like a king, lunch like a prince, and dinner like a pauper. And that's very true when it comes to light. You actually, If you ate the same meal in the morning that you did in the evening, you would be more likely to store body fat from that same meal in the evening if you ate it then than you would in the morning. So it gets real sort of deep when it comes to, like, the physiology hmm. of light as well, in, in so much that you should eat the majority of your your calories in the morning if you're looking for um, body fat loss, um, for instance. So, yeah, it's a, a very interesting subject, light.
2: That is
1: fascinating. I feel like everyone's lied to me my entire <laughs> life. I'm like, what is it? What is all of this? I don't remember learning about this. That's, That's so right. This That's weird because so cool. I feel
2: like I've heard that, actually,
1: that whole, like, big
2: breakfast, yeah. light dinner, like, my whole life, but... I mean, a light dinner. <laughs> yeah.
4: What is this?
2: Yeah, That's what's hard. It's, it's,
3: culture gets in the way, right? Culture yeah. gets in the way. Because like big family dinners in the evening is, is mm-hmm. what you do. You come together after your nine to five job and you sit down and you socialize and you talk and you yeah. have a, a big meal. But yeah. when you look at it, I guess from a, um, a circadian standpoint, it makes sense why you wouldn't want to eat much in the evenings because we are getting ready to sleep. And what are we doing when we're getting ready to sleep is we're increasing melatonin which causes us to feel relaxed and, you know, really calm and and getting ready in that sort of parasympathetic relaxation state. But when we actually eat food, what are we doing? We're running a metabolic process, Mm. which doesn't cause us to relax. We're digesting food. So it's getting in the way of uh, of us relaxing. And when you look at how melatonin is produced, right, it's produced by, you know, absence of blue light, but you need two neurotransmitters in your body. You need serotonin, and you need tryptophan, and both of those neurotransmitters are located in the gut. So when we're actually digesting food, we're actually getting involved, um, getting in the way of the chemical reaction between tryptophan and serotonin. So we're going to produce less melatonin if we eat more food in the evening, which will then impact our sleep later on in the evening. So that's a pretty um, pretty important. Uh, point
4: tonight as well. Wow.
2: Fascinating. I'm alerting so much right now and I'm going to bed early tonight (laughs) and I'm having a protein shake for dinner. Yeah. Yeah,
3: Just a protein shake. Yeah.
2: No sides. Well, so, (laughs) yeah.
1: So, um, we actually met over the phone a while ago when we first, um, started doing ads for Blue Box Mm -hmm. And I remember it was just so cool hearing. First of all, that's the first time anyone's ever reached out and been like, would love to just tell you about who our company is, which I thought was so cool because then it made doing ads for you guys so much easier because we were just like, I just felt like I knew I'm like, mm-hmm. let me tell you the history of this company. Like I could tell you everything. Yeah. But um yeah. so that was how we met. And then um, obviously we've worked with you guys on and off throughout the podcast. And I think I would love for you to just tell us, cause um your process of kind of coming up with, okay, I'm seeing this problem. I don't like your guys's answers. Like we're going to find our own and then how it kind of morphed into what it is is so fascinating and i think especially now you know there's so many people who have lost jobs recently or you know are realizing how unhappy they are in jobs things like that and you know have a passion have a dream have an idea but the thought of starting a business from that or like where do i go from like the idea part to actually putting it into action is something I think we all are fascinated by. Mm -hmm. So I would love if you can just walk us through, you know, how did you get started? How did you go from, wow, I see this problem to, like you said, being like one of the most successful, you know, companies out there. Like, I would love to just hear you kind of talk about your process.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that one of my biggest sort of inspirations, in, in life and in business has is, is always been James Dyson. Um, he took a concept of a vacuum cleaner um, and he revolutionized that product, innovated and found that there was a lot of problems with it and he fixed those problems. Okay? He didn't invent you know, a new product, he took a product and improved it and I feel that that's probably in this day and age the best option for people. If they want a product-based service is to, um, or product, product-based product business, is to look at what products are out there and think, how can I improve this? How can I make this better? Because what you're doing is you're going then into a market where people understand the basics of that product, but then you're developing unique selling points behind why your product is, is different. I think the worst thing people can do is is go to somewhere like China and buy a run-of-the-mill product, stick a label on it, and say, you know, this is this is another product that's going to go into a saturated market with no differentiators in, apart from it's got a different brand name on it. So I think that's really important to start with. Mm. And I guess my process came um, through following a lot of, you know, really clever nutritionists on, on my Facebook. And one day, um, you know, I was in, in the gym and it, it came up in my feed, this guy um, wearing a pair of orange safety glasses saying, Oh, I'm protecting my melatonin, um, wearing my bug glasses. And I was like, wow, that just, it just sort of resonates me. Like w- there's no fashionable blue light glasses out. there. It's like three years mm-hmm. ago. And I commented on that like, <laughs> no, literally no, no, it's horrible, horrible things.'" Um, and that was when I was like, wow, I've got to, got to produce something. And, um, that was when I pulled my, my wife in, um, who's very creative complete opposite to me. I'm like the science guy and she's like so creative and fashionable.
2: It's perfect. She's a, the inspiration that's a great, that's behind. a great match right there. Yeah.
3: I know it's such a perfect match and you know, she's done great. I mean, we've been in Vogue and GQ and L recently and that's all down to, to her. So, um, great for that. Cause my, my branding would not have got us in there. Yeah. Sure. The science, maybe in like science weekly. That's why they're so chic. But, um, yeah. Um, what I did was I then, you know, the hardest part comes in, in getting started. You know, there's no shortage of good ideas out there. And so many people have them, but it's just getting started. And, and for me, I like to take the risk out of things. And the risk for me was um, potentially leaving a very well-paid job I was in to start this business. So I right. ran it as a side hustle. Because I feel a side hustle is really good in terms of testing your resilience to the long hours that's going to come. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, exactly. So you work your nine to five job. But then why not get up at six in the morning and do two hours work and then work three hours after, after, after five o'clock and maybe in your lunch break and see if you're dedicated enough to do it? Because a lot of people will then be like, no, nah, this isn't for me. Yeah, no, um, I love that.
1: Because it's true. Like, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to do this, this, and this. But once the work starts getting hard, then it's like, "Uh, no, I'm good. (laughs) Like, I'm going to enjoy my benefits and my health insurance and just chill out in my job that I've had forever. But stepping (laughs) out is scary. So I love that. Instead of like almost you're like pushing yourself harder than if you were to have a whole day to just do it to see like, okay, is my passion going to match up with like the work it's going to require? I love that.
2: get started on the Angie app or visit angie.com today you can do this when you Angie that
4: yeah
3: and and you know we don't actually have to invest a lot of money into these things either like we in US dollar um, currency we spent a thousand dollars starting blue blocks um, and we're now an eight-figure turnover company in three years. And wow. okay. we started that okay. <laughs> we we just from... <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got some rapid, rapid growth. And, you That's know, amazing. I guess in terms of finding out how your product's going to work, we tested our product quite um, rigorously. So we created this product, we liked it, we knew it was backed by science, we knew it was doing more than what the other blue light glasses out there were doing because we utilised science and we worked with a laboratory here in Australia to perfect the filtration of each of the three lenses Mm. that we have. But what we didn't know was how it would be be received by the market. So part of that $1,000 investment was getting, I think it was 20 to 30 pairs of these glasses made, prototypes, and we then sent them off to key people within the sleep and biohacking and wellness industry that were already wearing blue light glasses. And we said to them, we're thinking of starting a company. Here's the science behind our product. Here's why we think what you're wearing currently isn't cutting it. Can you just try ours for a week and let me know if you know any difference between the product you're wearing now and our product. Mm. Every single one of them came back and were just like, yeah, we're blown away. This is makes so much sense our sleep is better because they were all tracking sleep because they were like science guys and you know they could track what deep sleep they were having what REM sleep and it was all improving with our product. and then then we knew then that we tested the market and we had almost like 20 to 30 affiliates for free because they tried our product and they were shouting about it um and then when we we grew our company we didn't spend anything on marketing for about a year we just went after all the key People like almost small influencers within the wellness and health space, and started giving our product away to them, and just saying, "Look, try it out. If you like it, post. If you don't, don't." Um, and we all almost had like you know high 90s you know percent people um, posting. And then what we did was because we ran it as a side hustle, we didn't draw a salary until one year ago from the business because we had our other jobs, and we used all the money that we made from sales from the free influencers just to invest into marketing. And then we stumbled across SEO, podcast marketing, um, and also some sort of free things as well, which was I started to go on some very small podcasts, uh, maybe you know, a few hundred downloads an episode and, and talked about the science and then just started seeing sales come from that because people were getting empowered and they were understanding about the product more. And then that led to some really, really big shows that um, I managed to um, be invited onto, which was fantastic.
4: Um,
3: And then people were just reaching out saying, oh, my goodness, like this is so eye opening and we're glad you invented this product. And can you help us choose the glasses we want? And we wanted to take that education first approach um, and also help people, you know, select what's right for them. Because so many companies have this one size fits all approach, you know, take this pill and everyone will be fine. Yeah, it's not the case. Individual, and we're here to help people at that individual level. So, I guess without sort of going too deep, that's probably my advice to people of, of how to get started, but also a little bit about how we did it and the methodology and thinking behind it.
1: Yeah, like, right. I know, but it's so cool because it's like you guys took the time and effort and we're like no if we're gonna do this like we're gonna do it well and then you know worked hard on this product that then you were confident enough to be like hey here you go let me get it in your hands you do it you do what you do whereas I think sometimes you know people like will kind of do the bare minimum in the beginning because of you know, the time, money, effort that goes into it. And then they spend more time on advertising in certain ways where it's like not as genuine. Whereas we're like, we genuinely talk about these guys. I've told friends about it. I've told like, you know, my parents, I'm like, you guys are on the computer way too much. Like you need to, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, so I love that, that there's like, it's not just you know, the product's great. It's fashionable. There's science behind it. And that you guys just are confident and like, no, this literally can change sleep. I mean, all the things that you name are all the things people are like, hi, yeah. I would like to fix my sleep or weight yeah. loss or just feeling healthy, less anxiety, things like that. Yeah. So it's just really cool to hear how this like all came I about. also
2: love how, like, I, I mean, I I do the YouTube thing. I do the influencer thing and I get lots of things given to me all the time. Um, yeah. I love how you specifically were like, Hey, here's, here's our product. Like if you like it, let us know. If not, like no pressure, you do not have to like Here's here's our like word yeah. for word what we would like you to say yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> and it feels so forced but I think that that is something that comes with confidence in your brand mm-hmm. you know like that just goes to show how much you believe in it when you can say hey like
1: take it or leave it but you yeah. know we know you're gonna like it kind of thing
4: yeah
2: <laughs>
1: well and awesome. yeah, like, exactly. you can tell when you watch people talk about a product especially like influencers or different thing you can tell when it's like a very forced thing which I don't think brands understand is like influencers have a, it's their personality. Like that's who they are. That's who people come to watch their stuff. So if I'm watching Ashley and she talks a certain way all the time and then all of a sudden she gets on and starts using all this language and it's like robotic, then I'm going to be like, Oh, this is like such a forced ad. yeah (laughs) Whereas like when she gets on and just talks about things that she loves, I instantly am going to want to buy it because I follow her. I trust her. I love her personality. So it's cool when, when brands realize that and they're just like, no, like I believe in what I have, try it out. It's such a, I think the response is so much greater than when you're like, hi, I am Taryn. I, you know what I mean? It's just, (laughs) it's just a different vibe you get, I think. Yeah. And the same thing goes for your product. Like I've
2: I've had a handful of blue light glasses come my way and I've legitimately gotten rid of all of them and yours is the only one I have. Yeah, and this is true. not a sponsored episode, guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. <laughs> just to clear that, that's me just like point blank, like just like saying how I feel about the glasses, which yeah. is just an incredible thing because that's not always the case with brands, yeah. you know.
3: I know, I know. And and what, what I love about you guys and, and a few of the other um, podcasts that we work with is that... Um, it works the other way as well you know there's so many um podcasts out there and hosts that are just like give me the product and yeah i'll, I'll, I'll do a read tell me what you want me to say and i i, I literally i'm not interested if people don't want to jump on a call with me have a chat with me try the product out first and then come back to me and say yeah well let, let's get going and then you know i don't want to do it because i don't want to have that transactional feel mm-hmm. i want people to believe in the product, understand the product, like the product, and be able to talk about it and educate people. It's the worst thing that can happen is is a forced read where people are just like, yeah. you know, yeah, I'm, I'm Taryn. I use my phone a lot. I need to block blue light, buy these glasses. They're great. Yeah. And it's 15% <laughs> off, you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. so robotic. Whereas, you know, and, and I'd rather not have that associated mm-hmm. with the brand. I'd rather have, I'd rather say to those companies, you know what, that's fine. There's plenty of other blue light glasses companies out there that will just give you money to promote their product and that's not been part of our philosophy it's been we want to have partners that we work with for a long time that can help educate people on why these glasses are important so people can then empower themselves to either buy that product which is blue blocks or at least then use that information to go and manage their light hygiene so they're going to get better health whether it be through blue blocks or another product and ultimately you know empowerment is is such a, a big thing to do and and such a a beautiful gift that we can give people because people's needs are also different. Um, and we don't want to force things on them. You know, it's, it's just have a, have a listen to this, have, do a bit more research. And if it makes sense to you, brilliant. If it doesn't, then that's fine. That's not a problem. There's, there's other things you can do that. Yeah. And I wanted to say that as well, like you guys are, are in that small minority of, of people that actually only talk about things that they've tried and they've liked and they understand And I love that.
2: Oh, thank you. Oh. Amazing! Thank you for that. We'll take that compliment <laughs> yeah, we We'll take that. One. <laughs> yeah. um,
3: and that oh, wasn't a paid endorsement either. Yeah. A, yeah, we're like, um, please yeah, refer
1: to page three. You <laughs> forgot to say how funny and wonderful. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so I mean, obviously, you're an entrepreneur. Um, we live in LA, full, just, just, just busting Too at the full. seam with. <laughs> entrepreneurs and people that have these concepts and have these brands and have these dreams and visions of, of this, this new company they want to create or this product they want to create. Um, and they, they're overwhelmed with like what those next steps are, what they should do, like who they should talk to. Do you have any, actually we've gotten a lot of emails by the way. Um, and we've been open, we've been doing our podcast for like a year and a half. There has been countless emails of people saying that they're feeling stuck in their job and they don't have any passion for their job, and, but they have this dream that they want to pursue. Um, do you have any yeah. advice that you would give someone in that place similar to where you were before?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I think that the first thing that people need to do that when they find themselves in that space is, is really pull back and, Really get mindful, you know, as as woo as it sounds, you know, really start to think internally about what makes you happy. If If money was no object, what would make you the most happiest doing each day? Okay. For me, it was, I wanted to empower and educate regarding health. So that was my first step in the journey. And I was like, okay, so if I, money aside, if I want to educate in that space and I want to do something in that space, what am I going to do? So I started to look at obviously different products that were out there, what I could do and what would resonate with me. And then I stumbled across sleep and then the post came up, you know, almost like the universe telling me the post came up in my um, Facebook and then I was like, Eureka, that, that's exactly what I need to do. Um, you know, but it might not be a product. You know, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, another one in, in the US that we talked about the entrepreneurship journey. And the host had actually made a seven-figure business just by doing meal plans. So her passion was always she went on this ketogenic diet, and she wanted to empower people by eating higher-fat diets. So she created this business around Instagram and meal plans, Um, and that was her passion. Mm. And I think the first step in anything is finding your passion. If you're in a mundane job and you're bored with your life, you're feeling depressed and down, something's not right. And typically, it's that you're not doing something that It's passionate for you, that excites you, that infuses you. Mm -hmm. And you've got to find that first. And that's the that's probably the hardest part. You know, you've got to really take a step back and be like, right, money doesn't exist right now. I can do anything I want tomorrow. What would it be? And then can I do that the rest of my life? And and that's when you you know, you you start that process of thinking like an entrepreneur. And then just go and research products within that space or services in that space. And then you've just got to do it. There's never any good time to start a business. Much like there's never a good time to start having kids. Um, you know, it's just you just got to do it and you just go with the flow. You you must Mm -hmm. jump in the river, get in the rapids, and yes you'll be knocked about a lot and but you'll be going downstream and you'll end up where you want to be eventually. And you know, there's so many people that have these ideas but they're too scared to do it. You 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 have just got to do it. There's just too much, oh I've got this idea, I'd love to be like this. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Like we are all bundles of raw energy and we take that energy in throughout the day and how we then, you know, create that energy inside us to or manipulate it and then create an output determines what we're going to do in our life. And if you take that energy in and it's all negative and you're just like, oh, boring, rubbish, depressed, then you're not going to have that inspiration or motivation to to develop and start a company. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you surround yourself with positive news, um, positive people, start taking that energy in and, and utilizing it in a way of like, right, how can I use this energy to develop a mindset to create a company, you will then start to think very differently and you will start to then put into action the plans that you, you, you have um, to create a company. And one other pertinent thing to mention as well is that when you launch a business, it's never gonna be perfect. When I first launched, like I look back now and look back at the styles of glasses, I look back at the website and I think, wow, that's that's terrible but at the time (laughs) it wasn't you know it was it was good enough for where I was I had like you know 20 people buy in the first month and that 20 then led me to have money to then invest into more products Mm. and better website and you know don't try and perfect things I guess is what I'm saying to start with you know just if you've got that idea get it out there get the feedback and then um innovate and change things as you go. And, you know, when you look at our brand today to what it was three years ago or even a year ago, it's evolved and it's very different because we're then listening and taking the feedback and looking at how our competitors are doing things and, and trying to, you know, better that. And, you know, I just think that's probably the, the advice I'd give for people is is really those, those sort of four or five key points.
1: I love that. No, I love all that. Like so many dating. people are probably like, oh, like, yeah. it's just good to think about that and, and, you know, hear about what is, you know, required, how do we like shift? But I think you're right. And we talk about that just in so many aspects of, you know, whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to, you know, pursue a job, whether literally whatever you're trying to do, if your foundational motivation isn't right and aligned in the right way, then it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be, fulfilling, you know, you have to do it because it's something like you said, that makes you happy or it's something that, you know, you're, you're trying to be healthier in a certain way for yourself in the core of who you are. And then it's like, then it can kind of, then you can get into the details of like the nitty gritty, like what has to happen. But if you're not foundationally doing it for a reason, that's, you know, just a pure reason, then it gets a little bit complicated kind of what comes from that. So I love that. Yeah. Well, we, I'm I'm sure, you know, our, so our podcast, we have people send in stories and we give advice and all that stuff. So we actually came across a story that we thought you would be a perfect judge on our panel, um, as we give (laughs) advice. Uh, Um, so (laughs) Ash, Ash is going to read that and then, yeah, just whatever advice comes to your mind, your heart, um, you can give, and then we'll kind of wrap up after that. But we thought, You'd enjoy, you know, being a unsolicited advice giver. Yeah. But with a
2: twist, you're actually qualified. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Amazing.
1: (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's Taryn. And Ashley. From Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now. Just go to
2: unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free.
1: You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com.
2: Okay, I'm going to go ahead and get into the story. This one's titled, No Room to Grow, Um, and she writes, um, or I don't know. Is it a she? I don't know. I assumed. Um, Hello, my favorite besties. I will totally freak out if you read my email. This one's to us, not to you, Andy. I mean, I feel like we're best friends now, so. I'm such a big fan of you guys and this podcast, so I guess I should jump into my story, or um, should I say my plea for help? A few years ago, I got hired for a company that I love. It is right up my alley and has to do with some of my favorite passions. I have moved up in the company and have been given some exciting opportunities, which made me attached and grateful to this company. But it's been some time now, and I'm starting to see that I may have reached my limit, and I may be blinded by how I had felt before and not seeing how I may be feeling now. Honestly, it's been my friends and family that have been pointing things out to me and I'm starting to see it. When I first started to feel this way, I felt like my talents and efforts um, were appreciated and praised, but now I feel like I'm constantly criticized or worse, just dismissed. I've lost all confidence because every time I try and give my ideas or input, they're shot down or easily brushed aside. I have so much vision and now... Um, deep down that I believe I could really impact and help this company thrive. But I'm getting the idea that what they want from me is to stay in my own lane and just do what I'm told. It's become very clear that I have reached my limit with this company, but the thought of quitting and trying to find something else is honestly terrifying. How do you know when it's time to go? And how do you get the courage to make the move? Or when is settling the best option? Help, LOL. <laughs> Any advice you give would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for even just giving me the space to write my thoughts out. Love you both, Anonymous.
1: Wow,
3: I love that. that yeah, such a yeah, such a beautiful question and one that I'm. I've been making notes while she's been reading that. There's so many things I need to talk See, about. She's exactly. so much
1: more professional than us. Jeez. Jeez. We, we don't write. It. Maybe this should be
2: a three person. We talk oh, right. out of our minds. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, No, I love it. <laughs>
3: Um, i because my mind is just like so many ideas. I'll just forget and then like, give the worst advice. So yeah. the first yeah. thing I want to say is, is amazing question. Love it. Um, and the, the second thing I want to say is I want to quote my wife, um, Katie Mann. So people need to follow her on, on Instagram because she's inspiring for, for all the women out there um, being you know, so involved in this company. And that is that she, she came up with a beautiful saying, which is sometimes their ceiling just your bottom okay so that. what that means is that you know she may have worked her way up within that company hit the ceiling that they think is her ceiling but that might just be her bottom that's just her low rung you know she's maybe got so much more to give and it sounds like she's got so much more to give and she's very passionate in order to um, you know deliver on, on those passions but she's being sort of a little bit sort of suppressed by the company and I understand it from both ways like sometimes a company and their structure might not be there to help another person move up within those rankings you know Mm. so that's a time when you think right I've probably hit that ceiling and maybe their supportiveness seems to have waned because they know that there's no more sort of space for her to go. They want her to stay at that level. Mm -hmm. And I had a very similar issue in the job that I was in. Like I was worked my way up to managing some very large accounts in, in, in the industry I was in, but they wouldn't push me to the next level. And they didn't push me to that next level because I was very good at what I was doing at that level. Mm -hmm. And then you bring in, they were bringing in all these people above me that I'm like, I can do this job so much better. It's Mm -hmm. so frustrating. And I think that this, you know, another thing that I wrote down here is passions can change. What excited you in your teens, in your twenties, in your thirties, in your forties, could be could be very different. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay to change direction and pivot. So what makes you, what has made you happy up, or what has made this individual happy up until this point, may not be something that's going to make her happy for the next five to yeah. ten years. Yeah. Wow. But that's a time then to pivot. Now, I think she's a great candidate for a side hustle. I think that you've got a great job. You're comfortable in it. You you sound like you're exceptionally good at it. Um, you just can't move up. You're gonna have a, a, a nice income coming in. So let's start a side hustle. Mm. What is your passion now? Um, you know, without trying to be, do a job that's very much conflict of interest with the one you're in at the moment, we wouldn't want to get you fired. Yeah. But <laughs> if you want to stay in that profession, then maybe it is the time to start out on your own. Maybe it is time to maybe start a blog about, um, What the the career is you're in? Maybe it's uh, maybe it's a product related to that, and maybe it's time now to start putting some of that raw energy that you've got in the form of you know this passion bubbling away inside her, and put it into something that's going to fulfil her and not the dreams of someone else. Mm. And you'll find that yes, you might have to take a little bit of a step back, but you're already in the company's eyes sat at the highest level that you can go. So why invest any of that raw energy that you've got in trying to impress them further? you're safe you're in a job take that energy and let's look at something else on the side and then eventually you'll see your career is doing this your side hustle is is increasing mm-hmm. and eventually they'll be on a par where you can just ditch the job and and, and move up yeah. and move on and i think that's sort of the safest way to do it so that would probably be might
2: like that. Oh, that's, that's incredible. I think, I think what anonymous was explaining and what so many of, uh, you know, friends and just people I've, I've met and conversed with are scared of is making that huge jump. But I love what you're saying. You're like, you, there doesn't have to be a jump. Like you can just no. do something on the side, keep, you know, don't make any rash decisions, keep dreaming, like, like make your own thing, your own side hustle, a thing. And then like one day when that becomes bigger, that's your, that's your cue.
1: Yeah, because I mean, not everyone is able to be in a job that totally meets all their checklists, right? Like it's sometimes there is a job that is there for security and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think like you're saying, there's still like you have to be exercising those things. So even if it's on the side where it's not necessarily your full-time job, but you're doing something, even if it's like volunteering somewhere or whatever, it's just important that there's that in the mix. And I think you hit on something that I... I want to say to you and I was an anonymous? anonymous. I wasn't anonymous. Okay, anonymous. Um, I feel like there are times I know I've experienced this where when you keep putting yourself out there and you keep trying to put, you know, your input in a company or, you know, you're trying to give them ideas and you're spending all this time getting creative and getting the courage to propose things. And when it keeps getting shut down I, you have to be careful because sometimes that can kind of like silence you or mm-hmm. it kind of like mm-hmm. creates this insecurity of, oh, I must not be good enough, you know, creative enough, whatever. So I think I think it is good to kind of feel that out. If you are at your plateau with your company, then you need to keep using that creativity, but maybe in something else where there mm-hmm. is yeah. room for you to create. Um, but don't let that like It's kind of hard because it's like in one area, it's like, well, if they're giving you very clear, like, this is what we want you to do, then it's like, there should come a point where either you keep pushing that limit to try to like say, no, I really, you know, have something Mm -hmm. I believe in, or you're like, okay, then, then I am going to meet my expectation of what you guys want, but then I'm going to put all this energy and creativity into something else because that danger of then becoming losing confidence you know, becoming silent, I would watch for that because I mean, you sound in your email, like you're kind of discouraged. And yeah. that question at the end got me where she's like, when is settling the best option? So you can tell, like, I can hear in what you're saying that you feel defeated already. Yeah. So I think yeah. there's a difference of, it's not settling in your job. It's just realizing, okay, they don't want to hear what I have to say but I'm good at what I do. So I'm going to continue to put my hundred percent in what I do, but they don't deserve to get all this creativity if they're not willing to hear it. So (laughs) how do I then find an outlet for that? So I think, um, it's just good to kind of feel that out because work is work. There's going to be days where it doesn't feel fun and exciting and passionate, you know, but I think it's important to just have that mindset in life that you are getting those in different areas So that was my kind of the first thing I heard to kind of say, but I absolutely love that. That was great.
3: Yeah, so good. I think that's, yeah, that's really, really good advice. I love it. And um, yeah, it's, you know, the corporate world can be a cruel place, you know, it it, it can for for mental health and for, you know, that sort of making people feel like, well, am I not good enough? Why am I not moving up? Why, you know, why why's Karen got the promotion over me and just little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that you, you hit the nail completely on the head with with that. And you know, I think if you're asking, you know, the person that's that's written this this wonderful um, message in, if, if you're asking the question, when is it okay to settle for, um you know, for, for what it is now, is is you've kind of deep down, you got to think to yourself, why are you asking that question? Mm-hmm. You're asking that question because you know, like you said, you, it sounds as though that maybe the the put downs and the, um, you know, maybe some of the negativity and not allowing you to thrive create, creatively is putting a little bit of doubt in your mind. And yeah. Never doubt yourself by what other people are saying to you. You know, mm-hmm. you internally can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. Don't let anyone else ever tell you you can't. Because one of the things that always resonates, um, resonates for me, and, and and I did it in a, did it in a post on social media um, a a few months ago. I I dedicated the post to the three times that people told me I'd never amount to nothing in my life. And one was making sandwiches when I was 17 in a a (laughs) shop. And the the chef in there said, you'll never amount for anything. You know, you're not hardworking. You're not this, that and the other. Um and it always stayed with me and it's hard not to have those things stay mm-hmm. with you. But I I decided to take that and be like, No what? I'm gonna prove you guys wrong one yeah. day. Yeah. Um and you know, you're always gonna get it. People are always gonna try and put you down, mm-hmm. they're always going to um, you know, try and stifle your dreams, but just use that as, you know, yeah. as fuel. Yeah, let it feel your fire and go and prove them wrong and um, you know, ultimately you know, th- this person is, like, like we said, obviously talented, obviously taking a little bit of a um, a battering from the corporate world. And I just think that she is just ripe right now for a side hustle. Yeah, oh my gosh, and yeah. she, she will nail it. She will absolutely nail it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anonymous, thank you so much for sending in that letter. i pumped up for you. i pumped for you. (laughs) We're not settling. Remember us when you have your, you know, fortune
1: 500.
2: (laughs) Remember who gave you that that advice. Uh, I really feel like this podcast should have, we should have a third person
1: (laughs) (laughs) with the more qualified scientific advice. This is nice. It's it's really nice. You can be our like phone a friend when we're like, oh, I don't know (laughs) the answer to that. Whenever we get a question (laughs) and we're like, oh, we don't know, (laughs) call (laughs) Annie.
2: yeah
3: yeah. i can be like the professor or something i like the name the professor yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you are actually
4: yeah (laughs)
2: just part of his name yeah oh
4: too funny well thank you so so
2: so much for being on the podcast obviously we're big fans yeah um everyone stop what you're doing follow him uh everything's going to be linked below on on the episode so you can find all his socials and stuff like that there um for blue blocks and um yeah this was great. Yeah,
1: this has been great. It's great to see you. I mean, oh, yeah. through a computer, which seems to be the only way, you know, we can connect with That's people now. But, <laughs> but thank you yeah. so much for taking the time to talk with us. I, I'm not joking. Like, I'm already like thinking like what my sleep schedule needs to be like when I need yep. to eat. So, this has been great. <laughs> Very educational.
3: Yeah. Love it. No, I really appreciate you letting me empower your community. I really do. And if anyone has any questions. Go on the website, drop us a note, and my whole team will be able to to answer any questions you guys may have. And um, yeah, like, I hope everyone just tidies up their light hygiene and um, light you know one hygiene, quick yes. quick thing I always like, like yeah beat the junk light. Um, yeah. <laughs> what I one thing I do like to say is there's a, there's an amazing not for profit um, organisation in in your country in your state actually called Restoring Vision, mm, and yes. we partner with those guys and. For every pair of blue light glasses we sell, we donate a pair of reading glasses to them to give to someone in the developing world that might need them to work to provide an income for their family. So I just wanted to give those guys a shout out because they are, you know, really leading the way in, in giving people the gift of sight. And, you know, I just wanted to, you know, just say how amazing I they're love doing. That. And
4: so um, the best. check them out.
3: They're in Cali. So um, that's awesome. And yeah, next time I'm in, Whenever that may be in, in California, I was meant to be there in March this year, but then uh, yeah. certain events unfolded that yep. didn't allow that. And, <laughs> um, I'm, we, we haven't been able to leave our state for, for nine months, so oh, um, wow. we're just stuck here. But yeah. we've had had no cases, which is good. For good, I love months. that. But, yeah. This is normal, but I can't travel, which is upsetting. But yeah, I mean- when I can... We'll hang out for
2: sure. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Bring your wife. We'll go get tacos.
1: Taco Tuesday. (laughs) Taco (laughs) (laughs) Tuesday.
4: Oh, yeah. I love that.
1: (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening. And we will see you again soon. Bye. Bye.